board everyone here we are for uh, what i believe is not another business podcast uh not another business is that is that generic enough i'm, I'm wondering to myself anyway the story there is i was sat at home um one lonely winter's evening and i thought Do you know what i love all these facebook groups that i'm in they're, they're, they're good they're all a little bit samey uh, I don't know if what I've created here will end up being a bit samey itself. It probably depends on the listener. It probably depends on the people involved in the group. Um, but try and draw out all the best bits of those other groups where there's a bit of advice, there's a bit of motivation, there's a bit of fun. I'm a big uh, a big fan of having a bit of fun and, and recognising that having a good sense of humour is important to keep you at least vaguely sane on the route to the top of the mountain. Um, and I've always thought doing a... Well, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and I always thought doing something like that would be great. So here we are. Luckily, um, my good friend, Mr. Cara, has got a load of good equipment that we can use to hopefully make the sound quality good enough that it'll work and translate in your car or through your headphones uh, or even to entertain your family which probably will never happen um, so yeah so look on with the show I'm going to jump straight in and uh, introduce well the other Adam in a moment um, what's really important is love to get your feedback and thoughts uh, be as brutal as you want to be ruthlessly take the piss out of me if you like i'm fine with that um but really i just want this to be valuable fun informative uh and something that if you think is any good you'll share i don't want anything back from it other than it's got value for you and if you think it has like it subscribe to it and pass it on to your friends so let's jump in hello <laughs> so I like it how you're the Adam and I'm the other Adam. That, that you're not another Adam. Not another Adam. That works really well. <laughs> I'll start my own. I don't think people will have much problem distinguishing between our voices of which one of us is speaking. I think you've got quite a good voice for podcasts. Well, I, I was going to say, uh, I can't remember if you said to me I had a good voice for radio or a good face for radio. <laughs> Probably knowing you, <laughs> the it's, latter. It's, yeah, it's what I say behind your back. That's yes, what. that's what I've got to look out for. You see, because cause being from Warrington, and I said that as hard as it like, took a lot of effort to pronounce my T and my G. I'm from Warrington. Warrington, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah so because yeah. I'm from Warrington, uh, I have like a proper scally voice. I'm always yeah. paranoid of... Well, I'm from North Wales and we are woolybacks. We are the Scousers that they kicked out, basically. Yeah. reject Scousers. Reject Scousers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So mind you, Warrington maybe. What, you've got more affinity with Merseyside or Manchester? I'm more Manchester. You see, you know someone's from Warrington because they say Manchester and Liverpool. <laughs> so they've got the mix, you see. You jump between the two. So. And are you... Are my my phone's uh, buzzing, so I'm going to turn it off there, Adam. M- yeah, but a mix between the two. My wife struggled to adapt. Obviously, when she met me, she struggled to adapt. But uh, <laughs> when she took the name Butler... Yeah. She was like, she still hasn't quite got how to pronounce the name Butler. She, she goes, Butler, Butler. <laughs> bouquet, is it? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She thinks she has to say it posh with the T in there. And I'm just like, Butler. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So uh, anyway, I'm sure we will continue to ramble as we go on. Um, well, that's, that's probably the most interesting 
point is what is the point of this podcast and mm-hmm. what are we going to cover and is it going to be business advice or topical stuff or we can go to the group for questions now yeah. and again yeah, I yeah. did ask you the day a load of questions and I've not really written any of them down no <laughs> but they're all in there <laughs> yeah. they're all stored in the yeah. internet aren't they that's yeah. the beauty of uh, Facebook groups and the like um, and we've clearly not taken any of our broader advice that we would offer others you know before you start something do a bit of research and find out what people want do you know what though like that's what I do love about this that you just started a group on a whim we had a chat started a podcast on a whim whereas you know you can sometimes spend ages planning these things and never actually do it and overthink it whereas this has actually happened with probably two hours worth of thought total Less. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was. It was. Uh, what What made me laugh, and for the benefit of anyone listening, was I. It literally came out of nowhere. I thought, oh, not another bloody. What am I? Gonna, you know, not another bloody business. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> Let's go with that. And then I invited you, and uh, I think typically sarcastic, you accepted and replied with. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Can't <laughs> wait <laughs> to see what comes next. Yeah. Um, but with, I suppose I don't want to slag off business groups on Facebook like because actually that's probably the only reason why I'm still on Facebook and I've mm. said, made this point over the last five years that I want to use Facebook less I want to come off but the thing that's always kept me there is the business groups and the access like probably 80% of people who I would call friends they might not consider me a friend but 80% of the people who I know in my life have come through Facebook yeah. Um, so and the, you know. no, 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 and, and you know what? You're dead right. We, 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 we shouldn't, and we won't. So you know, slap our wrists if we do. Slag off other groups. I think they're the inspiration for this, mm. and we know a lot of the same people as a result of some of those groups. Because mm. all the kinds of groups we're talking about, without necessarily naming any of them, um, you know, most of the ongoing dialogue that happens is through the group, isn't it? Mm. You know, and so there's lots of questions. I think people, without trying, get a bit of business out of them sometimes. And if yeah. if people in our group were referring, getting to know one another, and passing some business across to one another without trying, that's a that's brilliant. You know. Well, I I really wish people did try harder to drop the value and that what they do into a subtle conversation yes. when they just come out with it like this is what I do by my shit now versus well in my business and I do this with my yes. clients you know it's like it's a smarter way of doing it or sharing a bit of a story yes um, but yeah I think that my feeling was this this is obviously just my sample size of one is my opinion and that a few years ago it did feel like there was a lot of really good quality and good advice big deep conversations where people really got more or less like coaching and counselling and mentoring they were really really good conversations mm. and then it just became a little bit there was a lot of question answer question answer question answer there and no depth to it so I just <laughs> we know what one of those questions was don't oh, we <laughs> yeah envelope gate <laughs> and uh, yeah and I swear, again like the envelope thing it wasn't particularly that person or that question it just summarised them for God's sake like you know we're in business we can use Google mm. like why when you can tap into 300 or so minds of people who have been there, done it, doing it, living it, like-minded people, mm. you should tap into that resource in a better way. And 
And that, anyway, I think that I, I got to the point where I just missed some of that. And I, I really enjoy helping people purely for the love of it. Mm. I actually get a lot out of it for myself, like hearing myself. You know, I because I offer people to discuss their problems, I've probably solved 10 times more challenges than I would have if I just went on my own journey. Yes, yeah. So taking on other people's challenges, I don't see it as work or anything anyone should pay me for. I'm kind of grateful that anybody would let me stick the nose into their business. <laughs> think through the problems and come out with you know seeing how they then go and solve it or not uh, I've probably got you know a list of failures more than the successes I've learned as much from the things that didn't work so it's mm. I just missed that that there wasn't as much depth going on and for various reasons so who knows where this goes in mm. the long term but I quite liked your original premise for setting the group up maybe we'll get a piss up out of it and <laughs> see if people want to get their heads together well and, and much as it, you know, it doesn't have to involve alcohol it probably will <laughs> but I think the social side of it is, is really important you know um, lots of lots of the I think the real power for me came when I, when I started my business it's just me on my own in a little bedroom you know probably half the size of this room we're sat in now and it was great, you know, I was I was fully motivated. I didn't really feel like I needed to learn anything because I just had so much fire in my belly. But a couple of years in, when I'd been kicked to the ground a couple of times and then stamped, stamped on, and I came across a group, but when I first got the most power out of it actually was when I went along and met some people. And I walked away from that with, you know, this, just feeling a lot better about it really because I was thinking, shit, there's loads of people out there that have had the same challenges, same problem, and great thing being from lots of different industry sectors, so they could give me, uh, you know, a fresh perspective on what my problem was. But actually, beyond that, you develop better friendships, better personal relationships, and the big word for me is it's just a lot more fun. You know, we wouldn't be sat here now talking about this without one of those groups and without. I think we met at uh, an exhibition. The first time we actually met was at an exhibition in Birmingham. I think that's the first time we ever, the first time we ever set eyes on one another, Adam. <laughs> I, I remember it clearly. You don't. <laughs> no. I, th I know what happened. The first time we spoke, I think, because I called you up and said I'm thinking of starting an online training company where we work with recruitment agents to give it to candidates. Oh yeah. Yeah, we had a chat about that. And then I might have saw you then afterwards and said, oh, I'm the guy who called you up randomly one day. Yes, this and is my brother. He was standing <laughs> with you. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, was. He yeah. was at the show, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he will have been. He came to all of the shows with me. And then there was the one, there was the actual exhibition in Manchester where, by sheer coincidence, I had booked to be an exhibitor, you had booked to be an exhibitor. That's right, yes. And we were next to each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes, um, that's right. And you had a um, Mr. Invincible, what was it? The Incredible. The Incredible, Mr. Incredible, yeah. Mr. Incredible outfit on. Yeah. Which quite tight-fitting, I seem to remember. No, they were just real muscles, yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, okay. But yeah, um, so, so yeah, so we, we've crossed paths a few times, but um, like you say, I think for me, being in business no matter if you're surrounded by people it feels lonely mm. because you're holding so much in your head about your company your vision and where you want to take it and you take on board all the responsibilities and all the knockbacks and failures and frustrations that it feels lonely and to be able to talk to like-minded people mm. is probably the closest thing you get to like a bit of a release and this is going to sound quite bad but like if I go to one of my kids' parties and I'm talking to other parents and they want to talk to me about 
I don't know, football, the weather, shopping, or their kids, or holidays, and I just can't do small talk. Like I, I genuinely get a kick out of talking about markets and models and strategies, and if you know people want to talk to me about what their business is and what it's doing, I, I guess my love is business. It's not mm. what I do. So like if I could quite happily talk to somebody about some random, you know, market that they're in, random product, I'm just interested. So it helps me to have friends who are business owners because it's relatable you know that's kind of the I, I feel a little bit less lonely when I know these people out there who are yeah. as sad as me about yes. it <laughs> <laughs> well, as passionate about you about yeah, it yeah. and I think that's what we, we've all got in yeah. common and actually if there was one thing I wanted to uh, if there was one objective I wanted to have which which really wasn't necessarily in my mind when I first created that uh, group cover photo and then added you to the, the you were member number one that, that you know if there's anything it's community mm. now you know you know my rules on cool yeah you can't be cool if you tell people you're cool well it's probably hard to build a community if you say we're only here to build a community you can't do it in a contrived manner mm. community is built by actually having conversations and creating friendships and common interests but if we can foster a proper community mm. and uh, which I think probably at some point does mean a live event a live event which is like you sort your own hotel room out we might book a room and we might need some help covering the cost of it but it's not a big profiteering opportunity yeah. it's just let's get together yeah we'll put some content in there from probably a third party which might inspire motivate give us a new way to think and then we all know the real power from the community comes when you go, right, that's the day done. Let's go to the bar and have a beer. And some might finish at nine. Some might, well, you'll probably finish at 9 a.m. the yeah. following day. But, but you've had a laugh. The, you know, you've, you've allowed yourself to relax into it. And, well, you haven't allowed yourself. It's just happened naturally. Mm. And from there, you've got someone, I mean... One of my best business mates is Mark Rose, who I met through actually the Entrepreneur's Circle. And you know, sometimes we'll just have a chat on the phone. He's like 250 miles away from me. We chat on the phone about something that needs resolving. We always end up just taking the piss out of one another. It's hard banter, but we, I pretty much guarantee we both come off the call feeling like we can take the next step towards the goal that we've got because it's relieved the tension of it so that you know for me that's the main thing creating a good community of like-minded people who want to have a bit of fun share some of their wisdom and ask the right questions when when they need to it's interesting because the word community means quite a lot to me now because i'm basically using it as a whole marketing strategy for my business you know we we literally go out there saying we are creating a a community for HR directors basically so it's mm. you know it's how do you create a community um, and, and genuinely provide these sort of how do you feel a member of a community what are the cues that make you feel like you're part of something you know and we give out wrist brands we give out pens mm. we give them like titles that they can call themselves and all these things that make up community but at the end of the day it's it's that relationship it's like pe speaking to people yeah it, offering them an email every Monday doesn't make it a community do you know what I mean no. it's, it, they're the mechanics of contact but it's 
I think I think um, you kind of have to want to be part of something. There has to kind of be something missing in your life that the community fulfills. Yes. Um, you know, or, or it's got to take something else over potentially because yeah. people do drift from one group to another sometimes. But even you think about why people are a football fan and what they get mm. out of it and a sense of identity, a sense of you get to wear the same colours, chant the same songs, go through the highs and lows together and borrow the values from this sort of closing time <laughs> and you sort of borrow the values from that um, so if I'm a United fan and United have got these certain values and I wear the same colour as them and the flag then I'm borrowing their values and I think that if our community stands for something you're kind of like getting involved with the values of that community so it's not about me and you want to set up something to sell stuff and make paid events and join our masterminds it's literally like well how can you get like-minded people who want to support each other, mm. have fun along the way? So if your values are you want to have fun, your values are you want to be part of something cool, which you can't call it cool, <laughs> then, then I think like people will find their place in it. And you know, the other thing is stand for something. Those that like it will love it. Those that don't, you know, they weren't going to get part of it anyway. Then yeah, yeah, I think. You know, you know, I agree with that 100%. I'm only pausing because I'm trying to look on my phone now for something because I was going to look at the description that I chucked up on the group and I think it basically said without... Well, if I can't paraphrase it, then I haven't quite understood it, but it was like people with a shared interest, a passion for business, mm. uh, you know, and strictly no dicks. <laughs> you know, and, and look, I mean, I don't mind... I don't mind a little bit of uh, controversy. I don't. I, I'm. I'm all in favour of differing opinions. Yeah. What. I, what I wouldn't tolerate. Not that it's necessarily my place to decide or not. I don't like. You know, uh, a strong aggressive uh, behaviour or people having. Pub, you know, public rows as a time and a place for that. Anyway. The people that have been invited along and everyone that's in the group, none of them fit that profile. Anyway, I'm sure. Well. well I think it's safe to say that out of that group of people, I am probably the biggest dick out of them all. So if I if I behave, <laughs> the the irony of the you and I being the creators of it won't be lost on many people. Yeah. Um, but but that aside, because that's just a fun way to play, as it were. That aside, the passion for business, and I'm the same. You know, I I, I often joke that. Similar to what you said, I mean, I, I'd happily talk about football with people all day long. I, I think one of the things I've realised about myself, I'm interested in what you're interested in. You know, not not you necessarily, Adam, although I, I, you're as good an example as anyone else. I mean, I've just noticed over there your Brian Cox Human Universe book. Yeah, yeah. Just literally, it's just on... We'd open that and we'd find things... I'd be interested, but I'm interested in what people are interested yeah. in. But I love topic of business mm. I always have and I, and there's so much within it that can either be made complex and discussed at length or simplified and I know that the com the community I'm using the word too uh, flippantly too too regularly but the members the people that are in that group the people that will continue hopefully to be drawn to it will share that passion hey look if the community ends up it's five of us <laughs> yeah that's right five of us what's the local pub in Lim? well, well yeah, we can think of a few yeah we'll, go, we'll, we'll hold it there 
yeah. have it in my house if it carries on like this. Yes. But, you know, if it ends up there's just a few of us, but actually those bonds are really strong and really important and valuable, then that's that's served its purpose. Obviously, it'd be great that uh, it grows and it impacts more people and does all those things. And maybe in five years' time, we've created something pretty cool on a whim. Mm. But, you know, take it one week at a time and see yes. what happens. So. Yes, yes, yeah, perfect. So, suits me. And I, and, I, and I know we're on the... Uh, I know we're saying the same thing. I nearly said, uh, I know we're on the same page. What we should do is issue a uh, cliche bingo call sheet for these pod- podcasts. Yeah, I and am. Anyone that gets the full house from all of my cliches. Oh, I am David Brent. I, yeah. I, I, I literally, the, the touching base and all the rest of it will come out. We, 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 let's see how many of those can get picked up by anyone that listens or ourselves. Could just be me and you. Yeah. Could be me, you, and only my dad listening to this. Yeah, I'll have to just rope one person into listening to it just... Yes. Get, the, get the numbers up but I, I drift back into my corporate cliche meetings where I'll say all that stuff but then I also just bash out the entrepreneurial ones like the category of one type stuff and yes. there's no success in the middle and I'll just keep going and going you can go to the ocean with a spoon or a bucket <laughs> the ocean doesn't care that's what yeah I quite like all that but yeah no I well it's one of the most important concepts for me and it's I gotta give credit to Mark Creaser. I hate this because he gave me the word that <laughs> that I was looking for for years, and the word is shortcuts. Mm. And those terms give your brain shortcuts to what you're actually thinking and meaning. So, and I loved it because my brother read all the same books I had read. So if I wanted to say a concept to him, you know, I'll just I'll just throw out. I start with the end in mind, and he'll know the whole chapter of the book. Yes. And I don't have to explain to him why. Yeah. I say, oh, because that's the principle we're applying right now, so therefore let's yeah, do it. Yeah. And it's a shortcut. So I think there's massive value in it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I say I'm a big poker player, but I don't play as much as I used to, but the lessons from poker are still probably more important to me than my degree was. And <laughs> in poker, you've got just tons of shortcuts. You don't really talk. You talk it, to an outsider. It might seem like geeky slang, like mm. "Oh my god, why are you using these sad terms for stuff and give names to cards and stuff?" But the reality of it is, it's a shortcut that allows me instead of working out my odds, I know the rough odds of having big slick in the hole. That means, mm. like, you know, that is mm. the weird stuff. Means, so, means nothing to me. Well, yeah, so, <laughs> so I think. Um, the cliches and the shortcuts are, are, are fine by me. I know, I know, like from the outside, you look like a bit of a David Brent. But the I don't think you do. I just think it's uh, people will know what it means. And there is that whole, you know, cliche uh, bullshit bingo. I think they used to call <laughs> yeah. it. Um, but uh, you're right. It's shortcuts, and you know, look, start with the end in mind. Is possibly one of the greatest of them. Yeah. You know, we we, we were chatting before. I think you hit the the, the record button there about um, what were we chatting about before you hit the record button it's gone out of my mind might have to edit this bit out that's how adult <laughs> that's how adult I am uh, anyway start with the end in mind it's probably as good as, as as anything in terms of ah there we go knowing your market that's what we yeah. were talking about and you were saying a lot of people stumble across the market and then try and build a Facebook ad instead of actually working out where is mm. The money market, you know, where's the, where are the customers that can afford to pay the prices I need? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, I don't know if we're jumping topic. What were we on about before we went to what we were on about? I got no idea. Cliches and stuff. Well, the shortcuts and that. But with, with, I do, I do like the market, uh, choosing the market and stuff, and all those different 
reasons we were talking about before um they will all come out what the the bingo thing is cool but we could do a drinking game as well the number of times that we say community over the <laughs> down a shot yeah yeah down a shot well we'll, we'll have to uh We'll have to give a prize maybe for the person that uh, pulls us up on the or, or 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 they call it these days, don't they? Hide an Easter egg. It's, yeah. I think Tesla are all over the Easter eggs, aren't they? In yeah. their uh, is that, am I right in that? Yeah, well, Easter yeah. egg is like there used to be Easter egg dot com, and it would tell you how to find like so. It's coders and developers originally mm. putting secret things in. So a pretty cool thing we used to do actually on Easter, we'd hide Easter eggs on our website and tell customers to go and find it, and it tricks them into looking around your website and realizing all the different yeah. stuff we did. Ah, that was quite a cool, cool campaign that we did actually because we had a lot of pages for different products. Yeah, so it tricks them into having a proper go and have a look around. Yeah, yeah. I shall uh, swipe and deploy. Yeah. There you go. That's one for bullshit bingo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll just call it stealing. Stealing. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'll steal it. Yeah. Um, Look, I mean, in terms of what we were going to do for this podcast, we had a, we had a couple of ideas, didn't we? Um, but look, we're probably going to be quite broad form um, rather than just sticking to rigid topics. But one thing I'd really like to, you know, chat through with you and get your perspective on, because I know it's a big thing for you, is you know mindset. Actually, oh, yeah. without plugging into what your new business uh, initiative is. Mm. I think your story is, we probably think sometimes your story is well documented. It's, but but that's because you've told it a few times, yeah. but but there's still plenty of people that need to hear it. Yeah. yeah. But but actually, you know, my original idea was, you know, let's rank or let's brainstorm all the things that go into a successful business and then try and rank them in order. But actually, I think we both pretty much agreed that at the top of the list or very near the top of the list, mm is getting your head right, getting the head shit right, which is, I know, a phrase I've stolen off you. Um, so, I don't know, do you want to talk about anything else? or? Well, we could do. I think, I think given it's the first podcast and given that we're setting the scene for what the other stuff might be, without getting into a massive, deep, philosophical conversation about head shit and psychology and mindset and stuff, because um, I think if I was on the other end of a podcast and I'm listening and actually sometimes it's quite nice to just be part of a conversation and listen sometimes you listen with a real intent to learn mm. something and get something from it but um, yeah I don't know if, if people are taking away real massive mindset advice right now I mean I'll tell you a bit of a joke about it because I think I've got some sort of like weird disability that I assume everybody knows what I know. Mm. So I don't really feel the need to go around telling people <laughs> advice. And it's only really in the last year or so that people around me, since I've been telling my story, how I did it, why I did it. And they're like, Adam, I've spent thousands of pounds with the best gurus in the world. And what you've just told me the last hour has been worth far more. And mm. you know, the, the, I'm like, really? I didn't think that was any use. And they're like, Oh my God, that was amazing. You know, it's like, it's completely changed everything. So, I'm starting to get my head around thinking, yeah, it's worthwhile telling mm. people this advice mm. and helping and coaching and mentoring and stuff. And then, so I was leading to a point, and I think the point was, um, yeah, so like the entrepreneurial journey is is as much about head shit as it is anything. It's much about the, the ups and downs, the success. It is more about your mindset than anything. Um, there's all the tactics and gimmicks and stuff, but... Mm. ultimately it is well tactics and gimmicks I mean you know you say something there which is really important in terms of 
you take what you've got for granted or you don't realise that that's not, that's right, you don't realise necessarily that's not how everyone else thinks. Yeah. And I, and I don't think, uh, sorry, and I think you're right. That was the joke bit that I missed. Yeah, oh yeah. So the joke, <laughs> that's right. Remember, the, remember that when you're telling the joke. So the joke bit, well, it's not even a joke, I was poking fun at myself, but my friend who points out, you know, because I say about, she says, oh, you think so differently. And a few people recently say, oh, you think so differently. And she joked about coming up with a program called Think What Adam Thinks, which mm. quite appropriately is an acronym called TWAT, which, <laughs> which I think actually suits suits me you know I, I know I can be a bit of a twat a lot of the time but the think what Adam thinks or now it'll be think what Adams think um, yeah, yeah okay I, I, I think like actually this and somebody posted in the group and it kind of bugged me and I bit my tongue but I think that if the group stands for anything it's changing the way you think mm. like it's being able to learn from others like when you think about why do you change what you think there's different way. it's seeing things from a different perspective it's as simple as that it's asking yourself questions so you see things a different way it's getting other people to ask questions of you that see it from a different way it's you know you can have a role model and copy what they do you can get feedback from a group of people you can try stuff fail learn this there's all sorts of different ways of changing what you think it is not all about paying an amount of money to someone to to tell you what to do like so I think if the group stands for anything mm. kind of is a little bit like be open to changing what you think um, so yeah so the whole joke about the twat program <laughs> you know coming soon but think but, what Adams thinks yeah yes okay right yeah well I'll be a twat with you that's fine yeah no, yeah I'll, I'll be part you, of the twat program you qualify yeah, thank you, thank you. So I've been called a dick and a twat today. Uh, I can live with it, it's fine, broad shoulders. Um, but important bit within, I tell you one of the things that's, that I've only realised recently, which is crazy, uh, really, but, uh, and all the advice has been there for me to follow, I just didn't pick up the really important part of it. You know, when I, and I love a bit of self-development, I'm much more likely to read a, business development or self-development book than I am any novel but you end up in this swamp of information you end up thinking because someone told you oh Facebook ads are cheap and really effective used correctly you end up thinking oh shit I need to be in Facebook ads or Google ads I mean it's like everyone says if you're not using Google ads you're mad or SEO or direct mail or newsletters or cry we come up with all the list here do you know what my business and and the thing is I've still got this other category because I love dealing with small business owners I love talking about the uh, challenges and problems small business owners face but but look my business and my niche is about financial services and banking yeah in my in the in the recruitment business that I run for a long time now that's where my focus needs to be because those people have got the money mm-hmm. to well, pay me the fees you're getting down to this choosing the market yeah it's the biggest a bank i tell you what the uh, santander mm. natwest barclays hsbc wouldn't think twice about paying a twenty-five thousand pound fee yeah. for a for a single hire yeah yeah of course now let's think about bob the plumbers down the road here well, rings Audrey, me Audrey's up. giving you 250 quid right okay okay <laughs> so you know w- what we're saying is, yeah. so me targeting you for my services that I want to be providing is wrong, isn't it? Well, I, yeah. I might be able to talk you up. The, the, so anyway, 
my final point on that is really it's about discerning think differently yeah. open yourself up to a different way of doing things and a, do, a new approach but as an individual you decide and you discern which bits of it are going to be relevant because at the end of the day mm. someone might tell you the best way at the top of the mountain but it's you that's going to have to walk up there yeah. so you've got to discern and, it, and for so long I was lost in the wilderness of thinking oh I need Facebook ads oh yeah. I need to do that all I need to do is be on LinkedIn more and use the phone yeah no I'm not surprised it's simple this, this is something that really really drives me mad because there are a lot of people out there that it's because it's the flavour of the month that's what they're telling you you should be doing and it's a little bit like the church how there's always someone holier than thou and there's always sort of you, you can't quite it's impossible to actually adhere to all the rules so you're always failing you're always lacking you're always inadequate you always need just that one more fix that you know the payment around the corner yeah and I hate it because and it, and it comes down to what I do you know, the, the mindset stuff but the number one thing about the self-belief it comes down to you know the answers you know your market your model your business better than anybody you go to other people for advice and feedback not not the solutions mm. so when you believe in yourself enough now I in all the businesses I get involved in and work with I kind of come up with the one strategy that's mm. the one market that's the one bit of content that's the one funnel and we go a little bit and test outside of that but it's not you know, if you're in a saturated market and you have Vodafone and O2 and all the rest of it and they're fighting for the same piece of the pie, yes, you need all these different channels and pillars and whatever and ways of bringing in people. But quite likely, if you're trying to grow, you just want this, like, one, one. killer strategy yeah. that you master. Yeah. And, and you know, diversification is not a growth strategy. It's a risk alleviation strategy, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, as as it grows and skimming off the extra twenty percent worth of revenue is going to be the difference between exiting for, you know, one number or another. It might be worth playing as the profits are there to support it. But as a small business owner, you know, now of course there's a mindset piece in there in like, are you a billionaire in a small business owner's body? Or are you a small business owner destined to be a small business owner forever? There's a different conversation piece in there. But but when you're in the day to day, I don't have the budget to uh, you know, advertise on telly. Not that it would be the right media for what I'm trying to do. But even if all my competitors were, so I haven't got the budget for it. Now I could either ask the question, how do I go and find the budget for that? Mm. Or I can just go, why do I even care? All I need is relationships with all the CEOs of the divisions of the banks that I want to be involved with, where they know who I am, what I do, and why I'm the best at it. Mm. That's that sorted. Sweat that, make some money out of it, enjoy it, repeat it in a different sector. Don't give a shit about advertising on telly. And this is probably the, one of the, like, so the, you know, I'll probably only really ever talk about mindset and strategy as the two killer things but you know I'll talk about the right market right model right management and all the different things that make up the formula but that strategy and the most important thing and this is this is one for your bullshit bingo is like plan it backwards like it's it's the most important thing so if your mm. exit plan or your lifestyle by design means that you have to you know add up your house your car your holidays your clothes your food your whatever and all your hobbies and your cleaner and your gardener and it comes to a figure Mm. and the goal is to achieve that that means you only need X amount of customers well that means you only need X amount of conversations with people who know you mm. it, 
it is really straightforward if it turns out I only need an extra 500 customers we'll go and go mm. to that one place where there's 500 customers mm. would you not say though um, would, would you not be saying that okay right let's let's use an example let's pull a number out of the air always a dangerous thing to do let's say you did all those sums and then started planning it backwards and yeah. the, the magic number was three million quid mm. yeah it's too round the number in itself i recognize that well let's say that's the magic number to give you what for an exit or... yeah you just want three million quid in your bank account by okay. some you know some uh, futuristic date yeah mm. five years time i don't know four years three years two, it doesn't matter yeah. three mil in let's say three mil in two years mm. right that's the number and with three million quid you think i can you know, put a, a, you know buy the house that i want to buy i've got x number of uh, x cash left in the bank i can invest some of it i can buy a couple of extra property blah 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 yeah, yeah. now my point is you could plan it backwards from there would you not be saying you know, Adam Cara specifically, okay, if you want three, you need to be aiming for 10. Yeah, I would, but this is the thing where people, I think, get confused about why would you add a zero, why would you 10x something, and Grant brought it up in the group the other day, and I agree with it. It's about stretching your mind, it's about stretching what your ambition, because that stretches your behaviour and the action you take, because you are quite likely to miss the mark. I mean, if you set a goal that's um, achievable, then you forever wonder what you could have achieved if you stretch yourself and it's you know but none of this is about knocking yourself out and hustling and doing too much work and losing balance and what's really important in life none of nothing should compromise on any of that but in terms of how do you actually stretch your thinking I, w I probably would say right if I want literally three million then I may as well try and plan for 30 million <laughs> but it, honestly I mean I've turned down opportunities to make 10 20 grand a day just because that doesn't actually fit with what I want to do and mm. it, it you, when you start saying no to the small stuff that keeps you busy mm. and then the bit so uh, it's, it's a bit like poker you when you play less hands you do win more money mm. and it's like there's a book called essentialism which I pretty much live by and there's a phrase in that book called explore the many execute the few Mm. and I think that when you're starting to say no to things you start seeing more opportunities and you're executing the few like what if the right deal is just down a few opportunities down the road but you've got yourself all busy with this first opportunity that came along that was it felt like you might make good money from it so I think like saying no to the things aren't that aren't right for you is massively important mm. and you only know what your criteria is by planning it backwards so mm. like if I was planning to make 30 mil then I would start saying no to a lot of the smaller stuff that kept me busy, taking on the bigger opportunities, and a few of them less might go. And do you know what? Yeah, you might end up beating the target. Mm. I mean, mm. we did. We we set out to make five million, and we made a lot more than that. So mm. it's funny, you know. It, you can keep moving your goalposts, but it, it, it's more about how it stretches your thinking. And I do a lot of that now. Mm. Um, I kind of set this goal to, to be a billionaire, and when you start realizing what you'd have to do to achieve that and plan it backwards then it does it does sharpen you yeah right. and do you know what i i think uh you know uh having spoken to you and got to know you a lot better over the last couple of months actually you know and i know you're quite public with that billionaire mindset yeah. and do you know what because of the way most people think myself included 
it sounds, as, as I'm sure you can appreciate, if you can yeah. just put yourself back on the ground with the rest of us for a minute, yeah. it sounds bonkers, it sounds crazy, yeah? yeah? Yeah, But actually, having chatted with you about the mindset behind it mm. a few times, it, it actually shapes your thinking. Oh, massively. massively. It shapes your thinking. And uh, there's a belief thing in there. Mm. You've got to truly believe it is achievable, because if it's just being set as almost like this safety net, I'll aim for a billion, if I get to 500 million, I'll still be happy. Yeah. Your, your, your mindset isn't that. Yours is like, how can I continually uh, grow to the next level, do this, do that, do, to get there? And I think, I don't know, do, do people become billionaires by accident? Well, yeah, well, it's the place to start is to understand how and why are people becoming billionaires, success leaves clues and all that. But I mm. think that the billionaire thing it took me a long time to say it as comfortably as I do because even mm. I was like that's a stupid goal that's crazy that sounds you know embarrassingly ambitious um, whereas now I'm just so comfortable with it it's, yeah. it's only a thousand times a thousand it's only like you know if I, if I got ten thousand well if I got a thousand companies paying me ten thousand a month yeah we're there the yeah. valuation of that business would be probably yeah. a, a fast growing tech based business would be valued at 10 times revenue yeah I can get it to 100 million revenue I can call it a billion pound business I could do that mm. in 5 to 7 years if I really wanted yeah. to yeah 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 and I'm looking at you across <laughs> the room and I can see in your eyes that you 100% believe it yeah which is like you know for my, my thinking not in that place Yes, whether it ever will be, I don't know because I'm not sure. It doesn't have to. Be, no, does it? That, you know that 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 is unlikely to ever be my goal. I have got uh, some clearer goals than I've ever had before, but I think what I'm learning is I need to accelerate. I can always remember. I don't know if it's an NLP or a hypnosis type technique, but they get you to visualise like the you know the best lifestyle you can possibly imagine, and then they. They amplify it slightly. So you're thinking a five-bed house on the outskirts of town with two really nice cars, kids in private school, really nice. You're visualising it. And then they go, okay, well, now I want you to imagine that's halfway up the scale. Turn it up from five to six. So you put a little bit more on. And then suddenly they'll go, now imagine that the dial goes all the way up to 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now turn it up and just bring all of that other crazy stuff into your mind. Okay, now, so you've got it at 20. Now dial it back to... 15 and suddenly just because you've stretched your mind and you're thinking a little bit mm. you're like oh wow so I was almost at 20 for a minute I'm back down to 15 maybe even 10 but I'm still another 100% on from where I thought I was going to be keeping that in your mind though it's great as an exercise and it's quite mm. good fun to do but keeping that in your mind and focused on a day-by-day -day basis is is actually harder to achieve with all the shit that sometimes gets thrown at you i think that you can set a goal that is too big so don't let me think oh you know 10x is the way to do it you should times your goal by 10 it's a thought exercise that stretches your behavior stretches the action you take stretches what you consider to be doing important and worth your time it should not be something that becomes so far away that it's overwhelming you disheartened the week later because you haven't achieved anywhere near it and you know I, I think as well people need to realize that 80 percent of that success will come in the last 20 percent of my timeline it's mm. not i don't have to be 
oh shit, I need to have 100 million by next year to be on track. That's mm. just, it just doesn't phase me that, that, you know, if I fail and make 10 million, I'm well happy. Yeah. It's, this is just not really like, oh, my life was only worth living if I become a billionaire for my ego. Mm. It's more a case of, you know, when I get really deep about what's life about and I kind of come up with these two things of be the best version of myself and achieve my potential when I'm 90 and I look back and I want to think, did I do what I could have? You know, when I see people around me who've achieved and do I think, what was I able to do and did I do it? A billionaire kind of feels like a worthy goal that will stretch me. Whereas, you know, if you're a footballer and you said, I want to score the winning goal in a World Cup final, you'd, you'd be happy for them for having that goal. Mm. You wouldn't think they're deluded. You'd say, well, you're, you're a footballer. Mm. So that's like the goal a footballer has, right? Well, I'm an entrepreneur. I want business success. I don't. I don't actually know what I'd do with a billion pound. I'd give it all away. <laughs> it's not about being super rich with supercars and super yachts and super casinos. It is about me just looking at the scoreboard. I, I hate that phrase. It's the way we keep score. It's not mm. to do with that. It's just a way of me saying I created a great business because mm. I take pride in having a good business. I don't take pride in how big my house is. Well, the, yeah, I think that's right, and I think that is an important thing for me to get my head around is look you you create a business which is profitable profitable equals sustainable yeah. sustainable equals the things that everyone in the business actually wants in their life so if you're employing five people 50 people 500 people if you're making profit and actually of course when you get into the world the, you know the plc world they're not happy with profits it's got to be better profits than last year it's got to be it's you know, year, you're yeah. into the world economy suddenly as a, yeah. as a viewpoint maybe that's where you will end up if you float a business at some point which might be the path to um, billionairedom who knows but the point is I think profit is clearly the thing that can sustain anything business wise because cash we know is the oxygen for, for business more so than profit but the two things are closely linked. I know there'll yeah. be plenty of people that would argue otherwise, but they are. Well, they're, they're, they're just trying to play a little clever game with, uh, ultimately you need a profitable business if you need to short, fund a shortfall in cash. You yeah, lo that. exactly. Loads of ways you can generate cash to sustain it. Yeah. You can put it in yourself, go and get a bank loan or sell something, whatever. You can and, steal it, you know. And I'm quite happy to loan money to a profitable business. So profit yeah. is yeah. worthwhile as a mission, yeah. note, you know. Yeah, exactly, and, and, and with that, everyone gets what they want out of it. Yeah. Then you're building the culture to keep people because it's a great place to be. Everyone's got a shared vision. Everyone's doing it for the and right this, reasons. But this, this is the thing with profit. So, like, the profit, this is kind of what we were talking about a little bit before we started, but the profit, where does that come from? It's the value add. So mm. if you want to make more profit, how do you add more value? And a bit like, so I think it's, um, I think it's attributed to... Elon Musk's ex-wife I don't really know who says it but if you want to be a billionaire solve a problem for a billion people mm. and it kind of is that simple so if you want to make a certain amount of money how are you solving that problem for enough people and I, I, there was a market I nearly got into the kids book market and it was in total I think the kids book market in the UK is 400 million and Usborne books have got 40% of that and I was looking at it going so if I get 10% of that market, it's only 40 million revenue. That's not good enough. I'm not doing it. <laughs> now, that's kind of what I mean about stretching your mindset. So, you know, I've gone into sort of a, a, a tech world where 
there are billions thrown about so mm. I'm, in, I'm in a big enough ocean to do what mm. I want to do but like and this is kind of what I was saying before about choosing the market is probably the biggest decision people will ever make if it is, is even a decision they most likely fell into a certain market um, but that's probably the, the biggest determiner on their success whether they realise it or not the size of the market the number of opportunities like how saturated it is mm. um, like you say you might be you might fall into a market where you're forced to target people who are not got as much disposable income well you become a commodity mm. and all those sorts of things so most of my confidence in the billionaire thing doesn't come from me and my ability and it's strategy and mm. when you break it back well you know one of the biggest strategy things I ever studied was how to sell a business for a premium so you might set up a business and get valued at three times profit I might set up a business and get valued at ten times revenue I am instantly like 30 times more likely mm. so the strategy uh, is what gives me confidence the the formula the, the high multiples on exit I, if, I, if I wasn't talking about building to sell I, would, I wouldn't even be talking about billionaire it's just not no, 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 exactly. And I think that is, uh, much as it's not, you know, we haven't defined that as a topic to talk to talk about. But uh, but I think it's interesting. I think people will find it interesting that, you know, uh, I think if you put it out as a headline, it's like, wow, okay, wow, ambitious guy, driven, got some track record of success, oof, set his, set his uh, sights very high there, which of course you have, you've ticked all those boxes. But I think the point, the thing that it, reminds me is anyone can come up with the right goal it's interesting isn't it you know goals I mean the whole um, Darren Brown's been on the radio quite a bit recently because he's promoting something new on Netflix I quite like Darren Brown his, yeah. his, uh, his live shows are amazing aren't yeah, they yeah, yeah. And, and also he's funny he's, he's my sense of humour because he's charming, so charming yeah. he's charming he's witty he's flippant with people yeah. and, and sometimes he never does it in a way to embarrass them or, although if he does it in an embarrassing way he, he lets him off the hook again anyway that aside he says about uh, goal setting it's like you know it can be damaging if you set yourself up for like this goal and everything in your uh, view is centred around well if I don't achieve it I'm not going to be happy definitely if your happiness is if your happiness yeah. is centred around a goal then yeah. yeah and this is the balance I think that yeah. I'm sure people would agree with I think having a great goal is important, but actually, and I know it's the big a big cliche, but you've got to enjoy the journey to the top of the mountain. I, as you're walking up, I mean, I'm, I don't do as much walking as I'd like to, but you went up Snowden last year, didn't you? Yeah, that was, yeah. yeah. I didn't enjoy the journey at all. <laughs> <laughs> did you quite enjoy it at the top? I, I did, yeah. yeah. So and did, destination you, did, you, that did you enjoy the beer when you get down to the bottom again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed the sense of achievement yeah. and the, the journey... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I shouldn't really be bragging about it when there's people that we know who've just climbed Everest, but I am like uh, so unfit, and that was a good, yeah, good little refresh. But but, but I remember, right? I, you know, I know jumping around here. Just before I got married, yeah. I used to work in I used to work in car finance, and I yeah. was in and out of car dealerships all the time. Uh, you know, the relevance of the story is only that it was one of the guys in one of the dealerships that told me I was it was my last day before I finished to go and get married and then go on honeymoon and this guy said to me he goes if, if, if it all pans out right if you've made the right decision and, and, you, and you know you and your wife are going to have a happy life together which we are doing and I'm incredibly lucky and happy but he said make sure you stop and look around a bit on your wedding day 
Mm. He said, because what will happen is you get so wound up in the, oh, now we're having photographs, now we're popping champagne, now we're cutting the cake, now we're having our dance, now we're doing... Yeah. He said, you, you'll have photographs if you're lucky forever, because it was days before digital cameras, of course. Mm. He said, but make sure you stop and look around yeah. and remember moments in your mind of that day, because you won't have a chance to do it again. Um, and I've sort of tried to remember that at periods in my life, especially if I'm doing something stupid like climbing a mountain. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, you know, I literally stop and take the view in. Don't bother taking a photograph. I like, I'll remember this. Yeah. And the reason I'm here is, and that's what I do with my kids. That, and, and look, financial success, hey, I live a good lifestyle. I, you know, we drive all right cars, we've got a nice house, we go on holiday. There's loads more that I want to achieve but I need to remember how lucky I am and stop and look around sometimes. You know, I, and it's really important, I think. Well, I completely subscribe to that. And I think that what I've done is that I've removed happiness from the equation and I make happiness just a choice. I could choose to be happy now, regardless. You know, there are books by Viktor Frankl where you can, you know, your environment does not have to affect mm. your mindset and all the rest of it and I think that <clears throat> you know removing happiness and like you say Darren Brown's point about if somebody's pinned happiness to an achievement and again I can draw on poker from this so in poker when you get to a really advanced level you hear people talk about not being outcome orientated yeah. bear in mind you sit down at a poker table to win and to make money so why would somebody be not outcome orientated and it's because you can only control the parts you can control you can only control your decisions the way you play mm. there is an element of randomness to poker mm, of course just okay. like life yeah yeah and i think i think that poker is so popular because it the the amount of random versus the amount of controllable elements sits within a human blind spot where you think you're in control yes but actually there's a lot more random shit happening than you Care to so a lot of these people who go around me and tell me the law of attraction and what they're trying to do is control the uncontrollable you know this is why we prayed because we didn't understand the randomness yes. of the universe yes true but we know there is an element of random and luck in mm. success and all the rest of it so I'm not obsessed with the result mm. I don't turn out to be a billionaire but I, but I this is the point it's just it's how do I be the best version of myself or how do I strive to be better you know that continuous improvement seems worthy pursuit to me mm. and how do I achieve my potential I don't want to look back with regrets so the word billionaire really to me summarizes probably 10 key things in my head about how do I be the best in myself and yes so it summarizes being a good role model for my kids mm. a good provider for my wife a good you know contributor to my society and community and humanity and all the different things that I can do with it so it's definitely not about the bank balance and happiness it's just a little anchor as a, an NLP person might well I'm probably wrong about this I don't know anything about NLP but what I think is an anchor mm. so I can so, so you, you don't want to think about me in the shower but every morning when I have a shower <laughs> oh, and, and, a, the, and that's the, ruined it for well, everyone yeah, the, the, <laughs> the glass steams up and I write the word billionaire into the steam yeah. I don't sit down and write my goals every day. Who realistically does that? But I, yeah. every morning, yeah. I do that, and it's a little bit of a a habit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To to anchor me to is what I'm doing today, getting me closer. Yes, and yeah. I'm accountable to myself. So uh, this is how I like to hack habits. Really, I'm not going to sit down and journal every day, but actually, how can I do that within the nature of my day anyway? Yeah. Um, how can it feel effortless to do all this goal setting and self-improvement stuff 
Um, so yeah, I, I, and, and I would encourage everyone. Obviously, you know, if everyone goes around saying they're going to be a billionaire, it'd be crazy, wouldn't it? But I would encourage everybody to at least give themselves this single word that summarizes all their life view, their world, you know, worldview, life philosophy, and all the rest of it. If you can boil it down to one word that becomes a bit of yes. a constant anchor and a reminder. I mean, I am literally now wearing a wristband, by the way, that says on it, "Happiness is a choice." Yes, and you know it's kind of a constant reminder that this is not about happiness it will be hard it will be whatever but I can always choose to be in the moment with my kids my wife my wedding day and look around yes but the the one word to to summarise your philosophy because I hate not, no one's going to agree with me with this and I hope they think about it and come back and say maybe there's something to it but no one's going to agree with me with this but your purpose is not the health and happiness of your family. It's not. That mm. People who work two jobs, people who are slaves, people who are like, uh, by no means happy and successful, they want that. They still want... I, I just don't think the happiness and the health of your family is, an, is a driving force to achieve. I think that's just your default position. Yes. And I think if you set yourself this mediocre... Yeah. You could literally be a twat and hateful to everyone, but you, but most ninety nine percent of the population yeah. would still want happiness and health for their family. They would still say that. Yeah, that's purpose. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I I just take that as red now. Yeah. I just take that as you know. Of course, I care about yeah. the people around yeah. me. So so when I say my purpose is billionaire, and people are like, well, that's selfish because your kids will be. It's like no, that includes being a mm. good dad. That includes mm. so. I it encapsulates people, it. The yeah. single phrase encapsulates all yeah. the things that are important to you, including being driven, yeah. motivated, you know. And there's nothing, you know, I'm, I'm saying about the goals. A, a goal where it's the be all and end all can yeah. be destructive. Yeah, but a goal where it's a purpose, it's a purpose driven goal, then, isn't it? Yeah. Have we come up with something there? I doubt it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but no, that, I think that's it great little thing for you know uh, when we come to summarise is like what do you write in the condensation in the shower (laughs) in the morning other than well no I'm not even going to say it out loud but you know we don't want people writing nasty things about us on there but you know trying to boil it down to a single word that encapsulates for me that'd be my homework I'd love it if people did do that because it's it's so simple and easy and becomes a habit then you know I don't have to sit there and think oh I'm failing at being more disciplined I'm failing at I don't get Mm. up at 5.30 and meditate and journal and read and do affirmations every time I brush my teeth I can attach a habit to that because I brush my teeth twice a day so I can so if you can attach little behaviour changes to things that you already do Mm. it's just so much easier and I think that that's one of those great little things write it down in the shower Um, it tends to be the start of your day sets you up well yes yeah yeah cool no I I really like that well we probably are coming up to an hour I think we are I think we're about on an hour so I've got a couple of little things that I'll summarise with there, but have you got any uh, closing thoughts or...? No, only what you said right at the start, I suppose, for people to give us feedback, whether they simply liked it, didn't like it, what they'd want, that would be really useful, because obviously we're just sat here, winging it, yeah. fucking about, and... If people think it's rubbish, let us know. Because we'll stop. (laughs) Yeah, well, if if there's no one listening, hey, look, we've chatted on our own in a room loads of times, so the only difference is that there's a mic recording it. Um, No, look, I mean, 
for me, that that is exactly what I was hoping it was going to be—a good old chat. I think yeah. we both forgot that there were microphones around. Um, you know, look, the little summary points, my little scribbles there, which have come out of this, are happiness is a choice. It yeah. is, isn't it? You know, uh, I like the wristband. I must get one of those. Uh, stop and look around from time to time. Yeah, we're all running at a million miles an hour, but I think it's really really important to do that just stop and look around we're all we're all really lucky in living where we live you know we've got running water for god's sake yeah. you know, this is something we take for granted but well, we, we, we are the lucky ones we're in the top one percent well, already talking about is you know, practicing gratitude yeah you know yeah. set goals but do it by uh your thinking get your thinking right um yeah and maybe try and find one word that sums it up for you. Well, I know you've got your one word, but I'll certainly try and work on what my one word is. I think bringing it back home as well, that this is definitely the sort of reason we should have an event because we can yes. chat for an hour and then pick it up in the bar because I think people are probably crying out to carry on the conversation. Yeah. From their point of view, yes, can, yes. So, so, so as a as a closing piece, yeah. good, really good point. Two things: if people are going to be up for an event, just let us know. Let us know in the group. Send us an email, direct message on Face. Find you'll 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 know how to find us if you want to find us. If you're up for the event, even before we announce we're doing an event, let us know because it'll probably be central, Midlands based, easy for people to get the train to, and and we'll we'll come up with some kind of a formula for it. But let us know. And of course, if you have found us and you're listening to us and you're not already in the group, go and join the Not Another Business group on Facebook. Uh, we haven't got any Twitter handle. We're not on Instagram. That's the place to find us. And if you've got any suggestions for future podcasts or feedback on this one, let us know and we'll do something about it. So we'll be back in, what, about a month, you think, Adam? Don't know, I enjoyed it. Let's do it every week. Every week. Well, there you maybe, go. There's maybe. a man that's got well, the luxury you, of time. I, I don't know how to tell you this, but it's, I didn't hit record. Are you joking? Yeah. <laughs> so on that bombshell. Right. Catch you next time. <laughs>